Another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Now for now for this episode, I'm talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and the reason why I'm ta- and the reason why I want to talk about this movie is because it was a film that I that I can't stop thinking about. Like when you when you think because there are so many films out there you can't stop thinking about, and of course and of course when it comes to uh, and of course, when it comes to like superhero films, I mean, there's so many superhero films like that that came out recently, most notably from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But what about outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, for example, like Spider-Man across, like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, for example. This film came out on June second of 2023, so not too, so, so almost a month ago. It's almost a month since a uh, Spider-Man. Uh, since Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out in theaters. Now, and of course, this film is, sets up, sets up the, sets up the third, sets the third up. This film sets the third film up pretty well, particularly in the, particularly at the end. Now also, now, um, now before jumping into this film, before jumping into this film, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse serves as the follow-up to the first Spider-Verse film, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which came out in 2018. And that film actually won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. And and it beat out it and it beat out The Incredibles 2 that same year, by the way. Another super another animated film from the superhero genre to which that came from Disney and Pixar. Now I wanna now now to give in my uh, brief history on of Spider-Man. Now I didn't grow up with the Spider-Man films. I mean, I have seen now I didn't I didn't grow up with the Spider-Man films coming out, although although I started getting into uh the Spider-Man films when I was when I was in uh, el- when I was in elementary school at the time. You have the the Sam Ra- the the you have the three Sam Raimi films starring uh, Tobey Maguire, the OG, or a lot of or of course people prefer to Tobey Maguire as the OG Spider Man, and then you also have Andrew Garfield, Tom, Tom and Tom Holland, and and then of course uh, the, uh, of course Tom Holland also appeared in the uh, in the uh, in the last two Avengers films, including Captain America: Civil War. But not, but also, but also the, th- but also the three Spider-Man films from the Tom Holland trilogy, and then of course you get Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which which features uh, the character of Miles Morales. Now Miles Morales, uh, it now Miles Morales uh, serves as uh, Spider-Man. Well, 
he he basically serves as Spider-Man due to the fact that in in his uni- in his own universe, Peter Parker Peter Parker in Miles Morales's universe die, die dies. So so for those of you who don't know, um, Miles Morales uh, takes up the mantle of Spider-Man, and ba- he takes up the mantle of Spider-Man after the death of uh, Peter Parker in his own universe. So just to give it, just to, so just to give the, so just to give you a little bit of clarity right, give you just to give you a little bit of clarity right there. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is distributed by by Columbia Pictures and Sony Pictures Animation, including Marvel Entertainment as well. The film was directed by 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 Joaquin Dos Santos, Ken Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. And it was written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan, with with Phil Lord and Christopher Miller serving as producers, along with Amy Amy Pascal, A.B. Arad, and Christina Steinberg. Now, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. For those of you who don't know, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller has done has done a lot of uh, a lot of fun animated films before, most notably Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, The Lego Movie, and then of course The Mitchells vs. the Machines. They also they also did the the they also did twenty one jump the the move the twenty one jump street movie that starred uh, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum and also also the to throw this in there, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were also hired to direct the Star Wars spinoff Solo a Star Wars story although they were both fired from the film due to created differences from due due to created differences. With with about seventy percent of the film already completed, but, but of course, uh, Ron Howard stepped in, stepped in as the as a replace as a as a replacement for Lord and Miller. But Lord and Miller served as executive producers, but Lord and Miller will get the last laugh as as the two as the two won the Oscar for best animated feature film for Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. So. So the so Lord and Miller technically got the last laugh. I mean, like they didn't direct the Star Wars movie, but at least they won an Oscar for 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 Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. So there was something good right there. At least they won something good. Although it w- although it would have been awesome to see Lord and Miller Lord and Miller's version of Solo Star Wars story if if a director's cut for Lord and Miller ever came to life. So anyway, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse also stars. Shane McMoore, Haley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Jake Johnson, Jason Schwartzman, and Oscar Isaac, among many other cast members. I mean, this film's got this film's got a huge cast. For it's got a huge cast right there, and I can definitely tell that this film is going to be good. Now, the film itself, the film itself is is that is the film has a runtime of 140 minutes and it is the longest animated film ever produced by an american studio so spider-man across the spider-verse is the is is the longest animated film for ever produced by an american studio so basically it's almost it's basically you're basically watching a two and a half hour movie and for what it's worth in my opinion it was definitely worth it because it left you Hanging on the edge of your seats, and I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna lie. Like when I went to see this film, 
I was pumped up. Like I was excited to see what the film was gonna have. I was gonna. I, I wanted to see what the film was gonna have in store for that follows up. That basically, basically following up from what the first film had. Now, now the film was in production for like five years, and boy, and boy, did those five years paid off because the animation in this film. I'm telling you this right now. This is like a, you're basically watching an actual comic book movie. It feels well. I'm gonna tell you this right now. It feels like you're watching an actual comic book movie because the style of animation that that Zony Pictures used in this film it feels like you're watching an act. It's basically it feels like you're watching an act. You're watching an actual comic book film coming to life in anime in animation. It is a cinematic experience for that type of for that type of animation style although 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 of course spider-man into the spiders did that first and that was awesome too and then of course it's also followed up with with dreamworks dreamworks also followed up with that type with a similar animation style that um don't need pictures animation did most notably dreamworks the bad guys and of course Puss and boost last wish and now we got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We're going back to that, to that animation style that they had in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I think that is awesome that, that Zony Pictures animation was able to do that. And, and of, and of course, and, and of course, when the film came out, when the film came out, it received critical acclaim. Like a lot of people really loved this film. It has grossed over $417 million against a production budget of $100 million at the worldwide box office. And it surpassed, and it literally, and it literally surpassed its predecessor. So that should tell you something right there. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the, the box office of that of the first film made, it made $384.3 million on a budget of $90 million. And that was that was for the first film, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and that film came out in 2018, at the time when we had Avengers: Infinity War making two billion dollars. And of course, now, now cut five years later, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse surpassed its first film by making 417 million dollars on a production budget of 100 million dollars. And it's still going. That that tells you right there that 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 a lot of people are liking this film. Spider-Man is obviously one of the most popular, not not only a popular Marvel character, but one of the most popular superhero characters out there. I mean, hey, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay, so now I'm gonna dive into the now I'm gonna dive into the film. So huge spoilers. So huge spoilers for those who have not seen the film. Spoiler alert. So the film opens up on Earth 65, which is basically Gwen Stacy's universe. Gwen Stacy is being voiced by Haley Steinfeld, and she's living with her with her police captain father George Stacy. He's being played by Shay Wigham. So and basically, um, George Stacy is the police captain in Gwen Stacy's un Gwen Stacy's uh universe. Now, of course, for those who may or may not know, if connecting back to this is basically basically connecting back to uh 
the Amazing Spider-Man films. Uh, Captain Stacy has a little bit of beef with Spider-Man because he thinks Spider-Man's more of a vigilante rather than a hero, even though that's more on uh, J. Jonah Jameson's uh, side. But of course, Captain Stacy, Captain Captain Stacy thought that Spider-Man is a vigilante as well, because in in Gwen Stacy's universe. Captain Stacy is going after Spider Woman because uh, Spider Woman or Spider because Spider Woman or which to which that Gwen which is Gwen Stacy's care which is basically the alter ego for Gwen Stacy because Gwen accidentally killed her best friend Peter Parker while he was mindlessly rampaging as the Lizard and the police have been hunting Spider Woman ever since. Now this so now as as I mentioned, this is kind of like connecting a little bit back to uh, Captain Stacy from the from the Amazing Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield. Think you know he's thinking that um, Spider-Man is is a vigilante. The same thing in Gwen Stacy's universe, although this time around Peter Parker in Gwen Stacy's universe gets killed. Now this is also connecting back to the first film when Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen first enters and she gives her own backstory like saying like all right folks let's do this one last time you know you know what i'm saying if you know what i'm saying she goes down saying like she's saying her name telling her that she's been spider woman for the past how many how many years she joined a band she she was able to take down a lot of villains she wasn't able to save her best friend peter parker now from that first film i thought the lizard was basically uh, Dr. Connors, but th- it was actually Peter Parker in her universe. And also, I forgot to mention, she even saved her her father as well. Just I forgot to forgot to mention that that part too. In 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 from the according to her flashbacks from the first film. Now we get to see now we get to see that again, but this time from state Gwen Stacy's point of view in the opening. Now. Now and so basically, on one night, Gwen Stacy encounters a version of the Vulture from an Italian Renaissance-themed uni- alternate universe. And of course, I was I was and I actually wasn't expecting the Vulture to appear in this movie, but it was kind of awesome to see a Renaissance-inspired uh, themed Vulture to appear in this film. And uh, this time, the Vulture, Jomar Tacone, who Previously voiced the green the uh, green goblin in the in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse film, so that was actually pretty. So that was actually a nice little callback. So that was actually a nice little callback. But the but the Vulture only appears in the beginning of the film. Basically, Gwen subdues the Vulture, and the animation style for the Vulture, I mean, he he looks he looks freaking terrified like. That is probably one of the most terrifying vulture designs I have ever seen in this film. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the vulture from um from Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but but this vulture in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, pro- it probably would have ripped Peter Parker to shreds if I see an Italian Renaissance themed vulture in a live action movie. I mean, that vulture from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it is terrifying. And it literally gave a good fight. Like, man, man, seeing Vulture fighting Spider-Gwen is pretty terrifying. Although, of course, uh, Gwen Stacy gets help from Miguel O'Hara and Jessica Drew. Miguel O'Hara is being voiced by Oscar Isaac, 
while Jessica Drew, voiced by I by Isa Ray. All three spider people are able to subdue the vulture. The, I'm pretty sure the, the vulture basically I'm pretty sure he's basically arrested in Gwen Stacy's universe. So basically the subdued part basically I'm pretty sure Vulture is definitely arrested. Like we don't even see the Vulture throughout the rest of the film. He only appears in the opening film. Until then, Gwen is confronted by her father, George, Stacy, and she reveals her identity. And I'm gonna tell you this right now. After she reveals her ident her identity, I just like No you didn't. I did I could not believe it. Like like this was the moment like where she reveals herself to her father. But knowing the fact that her father is police captain, he has to follow orders. Like he he attempts to arrest her own his own daughter. Like Captain Stacy is so distraught, realizes that her his own daughter killed killed her best friend. Like he thinks that Gwen Stacy is a murderer. Gwen accidentally killed her best friend Peter because. Because because Peter Peter turned out to be the lizard in her in her universe, but Gwen Gwen Stacy's father being the captain, like he was going to arrest her. He was about to arrest her until Miguel or until Miguel O'Hara grants Gwen's membership in the Spider Society, and she and Gwen Stacy has no choice. Like it was either go with the Spider Society, go into the Spider Society, or get arrested by her own father. So she decided to go with the spider people into the spider society. And she escapes through a portal with Jessica Drew and, um, and Miguel O'Hara. And that's the opening prologue. Like, that's the prologue. Like, this prologue, the pro, and that's the opening prologue. This prologue in the opening, it's about 10, 15 minutes long. And, and it, it feel and to me, I was actually surprised because I thought the title would come up right as after, right after the opening after the opening studio logos. But no, this was basically after the this is basically after the prologue. And let me tell you this, it it gave me James Bond vibes because many many of the James Bond films open up with high high action prologue high action prologues, which cuts to the opening credits, which feature features the music. And it, and and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse did that too. Although the only difference is there is no musical number for the opening credits. Just to, just so you know. So then we get we cut into uh, Earth 1610, where we, 16 months after the destruction of the Alchemax Collider from the first film, Miles Morales, being being voiced by Shane McMoore, is adapting to being Spider-Man while missing Gwen Stacy and struggling to live up to his parents' expectations. You know, like high expectations of what are you gonna do in life. And while Spire, while Miles Morales is being Spider-Man, he encounters the Spot. The Spot is voiced by Jason Schwartzman, who at one point you can definitely say for the Spot. Okay, Spot. When you think of a name, when you think of a super villain, the Spot is a super villain. He he is a Spider-Man villain in the in the Marvel comics. Now, when you think of the spot isn't that like a joke of a name of some sorts like the spot i mean in my mind i mean like i'm like yeah kind of i mean because what does the spot do what does the spot do i mean 
he has interdimensional portals inside inside of him. And at one point, you may you may be thinking, "Oh, the spot's a butt of a joke," but no, that's not the case in this though. Neither is neither is a neither is the comic book because the spot turns out to be one of the more he's basically one of the more one of the more deadlier villains to come out of Marvel. The spot turned out to be an alchemic scientist whose body was infused with portals after the collider explosion. And uh, this brings and this literally surprised Miles because Miles doesn't even know this guy. Like, who is this? Like Miles sees this guy, this this dude, entire body is white, full of full of portals on him. That almost looks like you're watching a, a human Dalmatian and He's trying to steal an ATM, knowing the fact that he doesn't have a job anymore at the Alchemax. And then, of course, uh, this gets into a crazy fight. A funny fight, actually. <laughs> and it's so hilarious to know that the Spot and Spider-Man are fighting each other. It's hilarious, because, like, this dude's got multiple portals inside of him. And it's basically like you either use your holes to an advantage or get destroyed by the power you sought. And it, it's so hilarious. But it's at the moment where you realize that this guy, that this guy was created by Miles. Because here's the thing. Miles threw a bagel at the spot. He even, the spot even drops it. He, the spot drops the line in that movie. You threw a bagel at me. The bagel comes back. For those of you who don't remember, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or where Peter B. Parker and Miles Morales were running away from all the alchemists, alchemist uh, guards. Miles, uh, well, technically it was Peter who took the bag, who took the bagel, but he gave the bagel to uh, to Miles because he was trading it off with the date with the date with the computer data. And Miles throws the bagel at a scientist, and you see in you see in the background he actually there's actually a a comic book text that says bagel, and and that was the scientist that Miles, Miles Morales hit, who will later become the spot. So yeah, so technically, it's basically a butterfly effect, but it's actually a bagel effect because because of the fact that that Miles threw a bagel at him. And as I mentioned, the spot drops that line in that movie. He says, "You threw a bagel at me. You created me, Miles." So technically, Miles technically Miles created the spot, but but the spot himself also created miles because he actually he reveals that the spider that was sent to miles's universe which is uh 1610 came from earth of uh, 42 so basically the the 40 the 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 spider came from earth 42 it wasn't supposed to appear in earth 1610 so basically miles morales wasn't supposed to be bitten by the spider like Miles wasn't supposed to be bitten by the spider. It was supposed to be the Miles from the other universe. And I'm getting ahead of myself, by the way, because this spider, the spider that the spot mentions, the spider that the spot, the spot mentions, like, it was the spider that he created for that the other universe, by the way. So just to let you all know. And then, of course, after the fight, the spot literally defeats him, defeats himself by hitting himself in the crotch and lands inside into, and lands into one of his own portals. And, he disappears. He basically disappears. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. I mean, like, come on. Like, the spot, basically the spot uh, defeating himself by his own power. So he, he accidentally transports himself into a void, 
where where he learns to travel to other universes containing the Alchemex Collider to use them to empower himself further. So so we we also get some nice crazy we get some we get a few uh scenes of different universes that the spot travels to. Like the first universe is basically the classic comic book universe. The second universe we get to see him in the Lego universe, to which we have a Lego Spider-Man in a Lego universe, which is also funny. Plus, that's also a callback to uh, to the Lego movie that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller did. And then the third universe, which is basically um, the I would like to say the Venom universe, because the reason because because we get to see a universe where um, Mrs. Chen. From Venom, Mrs. Chen, who is basically a character from the Venom films that stars uh, Tom Hardy, she may basically makes a cameo appearance in that in 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 this film. Obviously, to remind audiences that yeah, um, the the Spider Verse is a thing. That the Spider Verse is a thing. So yeah, <laughs> which I find it fun. Which come on, you can't deny the humor in this film. The humor in this film is very good, but it does get serious too because like. This film does take a serious direction as well. So, so later on, Gwen travels to Earth 1610 and reconnects with Miles while secretly tracking the spot across dimensions. And then, of course, uh, Miles Morales struggling with struggling to you know meet the parents' expectations. He he miss he 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 runs he's basically he he runs home he runs home late to. To a party that his parents throw for that that his parents throw, and the reason and the reason being because uh, uh, Miles's father, Miles's my, my, father is the police captain. He's become he is he is hired as police captain. Miles's father's name uh, Jefferson Jeff Morales, and he's he's being voiced by Brian Tyree Henry. He has a party, you know, just to celebrate his. Uh, his promotion, basically a promotion, a part, a promotional party, because he's being promoted to captain. And then, of course, Miles runs home late, bringing two different cakes. That basically, it was supposed to be a, like a little message saying congratulations on the promotion, but it was definitely something else. It was like I, I forgot what it was, but it was something like something like I, I disapprove, I am disappointed. It was basically a mistake because. Miles Morales has been running around, was basically running around, messing, was running around doing all the, you know, you know, as a Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. That's the thing. And Miles Morales runs around, he keeps running around, he messes up the two different kicks. Miles' mother and father were wondering why Miles was late. What was going on with Miles? Why is Miles acting, acting up? Why is Miles struggling with, with his own, with his, with his own personality? But the thing is, he doesn't want to reveal that he's Spider-Man. Like he doesn't want to reveal that. He doesn't want to reveal that. And and then of course, you know, this leads to Miles getting grounded by his father, basically for two months. Yeah, basically Miles is basically grounded in this universe. But it wasn't until the moment where uh, Gwen Stacy shows up in Miles's bedroom. And this also calls back to the to the first teaser trailer that we got, where um, uh, Gwen Stacy eavesdrops into Miles's bedroom. You know, basically Gwen checks out uh, Miles's room. Of course, the notebook that Miles have 
which has which has some pretty awesome drawings. A good drawing, a very good drawing of Gwen Stacy. And then Gwen Stacy is like, I miss you two miles. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's not every day. I mean, hey, come on. It's not every day you see um, someone ease. It's not every day you see someone eavesdropping in your own, in your own room or something like that. <laughs> but anyway so anyway so anyway uh gwen so gwen gwen try gwen asked if miles wants to like swing on swing on outside but miles tells gwen that he that miles is grounded but she replies back is spider-man grounded too nope spider-man is not grounded so uh miles and gwen swing swing into the city and they actually do some pretty they actually they actually they actually swing into the city pretty well like to which i really like and we also get a pretty pretty nice moment between the two where they're sitting upside down telling like basically having a good conversation and this is like a, this is a pretty awesome moment too because we get an amazing shot of of miles and gwen sitting 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 upside down looking at this looking at the city view and that is probably one of them probably one of them probably in my opinion the best the best shots of the film in my person in my personal opinion <laughs> so anyway later on so anyway later on um miles comes back to the party he talks with his mom he talks with his mom basically miles is going with uh with gwen miles is going with gwen and and we get a we get a we get a conversation between Miles and his mom and his mom like he's talking to Miles saying like just be careful out there like she's she's not just she's not just talking to Miles she's also talking to Spider-Man himself like he she's also talking to Spider-Man himself like you look into that you watch that scene She's not only referring to Miles, but like she's also talking to Spider-Man himself. Make sure, like she's telling Miles, make sure that 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 boy, that little boy, is okay. She's she's not just talking to to Miles. She's also talking to Spider-Man himself. Like she's talking to Spider-Man in during that during that moment, like right there. That is basically telling you that like. Yeah, she started. To, she started to put. She's starting to put the pieces together that Miles is Spider-Man. Okay, so later on, Miles turns visible as as she watches Gwen Stacy trace the spot to Mombantum on Earth 5101 before Je Jessica Drew calls and instructs Gwen to leave Miles behind because um, because my well for some reason because for some reason Miles doesn't Miles doesn't realize that. He wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man just to just to throw it out there, but but still, Miles follows Gwen, follows Gwen after she opens the portal to Earth 5101, and they team up with Spider-Man India, who is being voiced by by Karin Sani. And Karin Sani, Karin Sani, for those of you who don't know, he played the taxi he played the taxi driver Dopinder in the first two Deadpool in the first two Deadpool films. And he'll also also be in the third Deadpool film as well. Karin Sani voices Spider-Man India in Spider-Man in, in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, by the way. Just to let you all know. And then of course, 
We also get another Spider-Man in the name of Holy Brown, otherwise known as Spider-Punk. And Spider-Punk's animation, by the way, fun fact, Spider-Punk's animation took about two or three years to, it took about two or two to three years to get the animation right for Spider-Punk. And that, and that pays off pretty well in this film. Spider-Punk is voiced by Daniel Kaluuya, who previously appeared in the, in, in the first Black Panther film, where he put, where he played, uh, where he put, where he played Wakabi in the first Black Panther film. So now Daniel Kaluuya returns to Marvel voicing Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk is basically, he's basically an alternate version of Hobby Brown, who, who basically, basically he's a punk star or a rock star i should say actually my uh brother one of my brothers actually said it best basically spider punk is basically the uh he's basically the ultimate activist in this in this film i mean and and it and it says it all his name and it says it all his his and it says it all so spider-man india and, and spider punk along with spider gwen and Miles Morales, they go up against the spot who successfully absorbs the power of the world's collider. And before the spot escapes, he and Miles share a vision of Miles' father, Jeff, dying at the, at the spot's hands. At the collider collapse, Miles saves Spider-India's girlfriend's father, a police captain, but Mumbaton begins falling apart from the disruption of a canon event. So basically, um... Technically, Miles Morales broke the cannon. He broke, he broke the cannon. He saved the police captain. He saved Spider-Man India's girlfriend, girlfriend's police captain. Basically, Spider-Man girlfriend's father, who is basically the, the police captain, and it, it broke the cannon. It's, there's basically a cannon event. It's, it's a can, it's a can, it's a cannon event. Because, um, it, it's basically a cannon event. Like, he was supposed to die, but Miles literally uh, prevented it. Although it was mostly Gwen Stacy's fault because Gwen Stacy was the, was trying to save Miles from stopping the cannon event, but Miles Morales decided to uh, save the police captain. So technically, it was kind of both of their faults, but at the same time, but at the same, t it's still it's kind of both of their faults. Like like Spider Gwen. Like Spider Gwen was trying to save Miles from that from breaking the can of it, but Miles was was my but Miles he was he he was he wants he's so desperate he's desperate to to save this this police captain he didn't want that police captain to die, but he he was able to save that police captain, and then of course the members of the Spider Society arrive to assess the damage of the dimension of the, the dimensional anomaly. While Miles, Gwen, and Hobby are sent to the to the society's headquarters at Nueva York on Earth nine nine two eight, which is basically uh, which is basically Miguel or Hera's uh, universe, where hundreds of spider people reside in a massive complex. Now, seeing the spider society in this film, that is basically a that is a that is a fan that is basically a fan's dream come true. Seeing different versions of spider of spider men and spider women, the spider people, seeing all of that, seeing all of that, 
seeing all of all of these different versions of Spy of the of the Spire people in that movie is basically a fan's dream come true. Glittery comes in all different shapes and sizes. Even we even get some vehicles as well. We also get like Spider Cat, the T the Spider Man T Rex, Spider Cowboy. And, and then of course we also get um we also get the different uh PlayStation Spider-Mans as well. On top of uh on, on top of the old uh, on top of the spectacular Spider-Man. We get a cameo from the spectacular Spider-Man as well. Although it is a shame although it is a shame we don't we don't see Tom, a Tom Holland Spider-Man, but 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 for what we got in this movie, but what what we got in that entire sequence is is awesome. We even get to see we even get to see um Donald Glover Donald Glover as Aaron Davis the Prowler being being imprisoned. And this is and this is not animation. This is that this was not animation. This is an actual live action Aaron Davis the Prowler character in the Spider Society being imprisoned. Like it it is it is wonderful to see to get the connection, knowing that like that like we we're getting we're connecting to all the Spider Man films that came that came before that literally came before the Spider Verse films. So it is awesome. It is awesome to see to get the callbacks to the to the other Spider Man films. And then of course we get we get we get to see, we get the moments where Miles Morales meets he meets up with Miguel O'Hara, and he is joined by Peter B. Parker, being played by being voiced by by Jake Johnson. And Peter B. Parker has an infant daughter, Mayday. Miguel explains to Miles that all the Spider People are connected in a Spider Verse, that each of their stories contain canon events, such as the death of a, of a police captain close to Spider Man, and that straying for those events threatens reality so technically as i mentioned miles breaks the canon event and miguel admits that he tried to replace a deceased version of himself from another universe who had a happy family only for that universe to collapse like to collapse miles realizes that the and of course and of course with the spot on the run he realizes that the spots that the spot murdering jeff who who will be promoted to police? Who is basically going to be promoted to police captain in 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 two days? So technically, so technically the party, so technically the party that uh, My, that Miles and his family had for 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 uh, for Miles' dad. Basically, it was basically it was basically an early party to celebrate to celebrate Jeff being promoted to to police captain. So basically, that is basically a canon event, and then. Miguel imprisons Miles so he won't try to save Jeff, but Hobie helps Miles break loose before using a portal to quit the society. And I mean, of course, Hobie or Spider Spider Punk, I should say, he's basically like, "Yeah, screwed, yeah, screwed it. I'm out of here." <laughs> it's kind of like Cartman from South Park. He's basically like, "Screw you guys, I'm going home." <laughs> That's basically Spider Punk's like, "Yeah, screwed it. I'm going home." <laughs> yeah. He's like, screw this, I'm leaving. But of course, uh, Miles is basically trying to tell Miguel, saying like, look, I could do both. I I could do both. I could be Spider-Man. And I could be Spider. Look, I want to do both. I could I could do both. But but Miguel doesn't want Miles to do it because if he does it, he's basically breaking the canon event. Miguel 
Miguel corners Miles and tells him even even Miles even even Miguel tells him that he was never supposed to be Spider-Man and that Earth 42 consequently has no Spider-Man. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, the spider that bit Miles was from Earth 42 that the Spot created. The Spot created the spider from Earth 42, which explains why that spider glitched in the first film. If you remember the first film where Spider-Man went back to that went back to that spider to that to that spider to that dead spider in the first film, like he touches it and it glitches. So basically, so basically the pieces come together. That spider came from Earth 42, and that spider was not supposed to bite Miles from Earth 1610. It was supposed to bite the bite Miles in Earth 42. So now Miles flees. He runs away from from Miguel O'Hara, but Miguel sends all the spider people to stop him. And this also leads up to a funny moment too, where Miguel O'Hara just says, "Everybody, stop Spider-Man!" and this leads up to the meme where um where all the spider people are pointing at each other saying like is it you 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 <laughs> it's basically a callback to the original animated spider-man tv series that from ralph bakshi where one of the episodes basically has a one of the episodes is titled double identity where an imposter is disguised as spider-man while the real while the real spider-man tries to stop the imposter and this moment, and this meme comes from the moment where both Spider-Mans are pointing at each other, saying, "That man's the imposter." No, that man is the imposter. <laughs> it's just so funny. I love the callback that they were able to put into for that film. And then, of course, all the Spider people are chasing Miles. We even get to see Spider Cat, the Spider Cowboy, the Spider T Rex, basically any different versions of Spider-Man, of Spider-Man going at Spider-Man or Spider-Woman going after Miles Morales and it is insane. It's basically a roller coaster ride. Even Miguel O'Hara gives them a good fight. Like they're on this they're on this train. Like on this train at full speed. And Miguel desperately tries to stop Miles Morales from doing this. But but of course but of, but of course that that but of course uh but of course Miles doesn't listen and he keeps on running. And and then like and then when once Miles escapes from the Spider Society with the help of Margo Kess Spider Bites, he returns to what he believes is his home dimension, which was Earth which he thought it was Earth sixteen ten, but it was actually Earth forty two. Thought Earth forty two he thought Earth forty two was his was his actual dimension. No, that is not the case. That is a different dimension. His actual home is Earth 1610. So after he after Miles leaves, Miguel sees Gwen as a liability, and he ejects her from the from the Spire Society and sends her and sends her home back to her own universe. And of course, he has to, and of course, she has to reconcile with her own father. She has to reconcile with her own father, saying like she didn't mean to do it. She like she didn't mean to kill her friend. Like like she was trying to save her save her friend Peter Parker from save Peter Parker, but no, but no, unfortunately not because like Peter Parker like because Peter because Peter Parker being turned to a lizard and being defeated by Spider Gwen, it is a tough it is a 
it is a it is so tough it is hard knowing that realizing that your best friend is basically a super villain but knowing that she had to save peter from 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 that from that turn of events and it is hard hard and then of course and of course we get a very very emotional moment like we see gwen hugging her own dad like she and her she and her dad hug it out knowing that listen knowing that like okay we're gonna put things aside and I, and like they're putting th- they're putting their differences aside like this was a this was an emotional moment where Gwen reconciles with her father and then and then of course and of course we found out that that Gwen's father decided to resign as police captain of course George gave um Gwen a watch that Hobby had left for her or Spider-Punk left for her and Gwen decides to use it to aid Miles Morales so then later on, Miles returns to his apartment and reveals to his mother that he is Spider-Man, whom she does not recognize. So for those of you who are probably wondering, okay, what's going on? But if you actually put the pieces together a little bit for a glimpse second, you see claw marks on the on the side of the wall of Miles' bedroom, but also Miles' sweater. If you look clo- if you also look closely at Miles' sweater, it turns purple. And of course, this is basically a huge reveal. We see this is a huge reveal that 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 Miles Morales is not in his own universe. He is in a different universe. Where in that universe, Earth 42, Miles Morales becomes the Prowler. So yes, Miles Morales becomes the Prowler in Earth 42. So then Miles realizes that, and of course, Miles realizes that too, that he is on Earth 42, a world where his deceased uncle Aaron is alive while Jeff is dead. So basically, so, so basically, so basically, this is like, so basically, Jeff is dead instead of Aaron. So basically, Aaron, so basically, so so basically so basically this is bas- so basically Aaron Davis is alive and Jeff is dead. So technically that's basically the canon effect. That's the canon effect. Like like we remember Aaron Davis in the first in the first Spider-Verse movie was killed by Kingpin. The Kingpin. Kingpin kills Aaron Davis, the Prowler, right in front of Miles Morales. Well although well well technically he Kingpin shot Aaron Davis from behind, but you definitely get the you, you kind of get kind of understand. But he dies, he he dies in in the alley in front of Miles in my in front of Miles Morales, and it's sad. It's really sad. But now in the other universe, is it's Miles's father Jeff who dies in that universe, and 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 seeing that Aaron Davis is basically Aaron Davis. And seeing Aaron Davis alive with uh, with Miles Morales being the Prowler, it is probably one of the biggest probably one of the biggest twists I have ever seen in a Spider in a Spider Man film. Like, like I never read any of the Spider Man comics, but but what I'm seeing in in that movie, it says it all. I am surprised and also hyped at the same time. For what the third film's gonna have in store. So then, of course, later on, 
of Miguel, Jess, and of course, Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider traveled to Earth 1610 in the search of Miles. And they think Miles Morales is back in Earth 1610. Well, actually, Gwen arrives in Earth 1610 through her own portal, which sends, which sends Ben through. She then speaks with Miles' parents and promises to bring him home. While Je and then, of course, um, Jeff also mentions to Gwen, Miles gets five months. Four or five months. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> so then, so then, of course, um, after, but then, of course, uh, Jessica, Jess, Jessica spies on the, on the conversation as well. Aaron, and then later on, back in Earth 42, Aaron interrogates Miles alongside Earth 42's Miles, who has, as I mentioned, become the Prowler. And then the spot returns to Earth 1610, and he's about to begin his attack. The spot is in full form. And I'm going to tell you this. The spot, we barely see this. Like, the spot only appears for about, I actually would definitely say for about five or ten minutes. But, it, but and I might be thinking, well, he, he was underutilized. But actually, no, he's not underutilized in this movie. Like, he is now posing as a huge threat. The spot is definitely going to be a huge threat in the third film, and I could definitely tell, like, and I, I could definitely tell that this third film, the third film's gonna go out, I got a feeling this third film's gonna go out on a huge bang right there, and, and speaking on going out, this film, the sequel, this sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it ends on a cliffhanger, it literally ends on a literal cliffhanger, followed by Gwen Stacy assembling a team of uh, different spider people, which consists of Peter B. Parker, Mayday, Spider-Man India, Spider-Punk, Margot, Spider-Man Noir, Penny Parker, and Spider- and Spider-Ham. And then, the, and that's it. That's literally it. That's where the film ends. And boy, oh boy, I was in the theater, I'm just like, let's go! Like, I mean, come on! I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, with all the spider people, with, with Gwen Stacy assembling the spider people, like, let's go! Like, you're expecting more, and we won't get that until, um, until Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out in 2024. Yes, we have to wait another year. We're gonna have to wait another year until we get Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, and and that's basically, and that's basically it. That's it. And that's basically it. That is basically Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. There was a lot going on in that film. And, and as much, and I know some people probably say, well, it feels bloated, but at the same time, I thought what they, what this film had was great, was amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say the story, the, the, the story, the plot lines are all over the place, but in the end, it's definitely worth it. It leaves you on the edge of your seats. It leaves you wanting more, and we're gonna get, and we're gonna get that in the third Spider Verse film. Like the anime, and and the animation itself, the animation itself is spot on. Like the animation is amazing. Like it's ba it's, it's basically, it's like you're watching an actual comic book, and cinema is basically you're basically watching a comic book cinematic animated film coming to life, and. 
and Spider-Man Spider across the Spider-Man and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse proves that animation is cinema. Like literally, this is a film. This is basically a film. This is a bit. This is one of the few. This is one of the few animated movies where animation is cinema. Like I can't think. I, I mean, I can't think of any other animated films. Well, maybe Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. But uh, if you want to say like any other film from the anim from any other animated film, I can believe that. I I will believe that because. Because, because looking at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, to me, to me, in my personal opinion, this is one of those films where it's telling you that animation is cinema. Animation is cinema. It is not a genre. It is a cinematic experience. And Guillermo del Toro said it best when he won the Oscar for uh, 2022's uh, Pinocchio film that he that he directed and. He said it best. He said it best that animation is cinema. It is not a genre. He said it best. And 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 this and Spider and I mean and, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse proves that too. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse proves that as well. His Pinocchio film and now and now we get Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and any other animated film that came out wait that came out way before uh Del Toro's uh acceptance speech from the 2022 oscars like it says it all it literally says it all animation is cinema and of course and then of course going and then and then obviously enough the casting the voice casting for this film is good shane mcmore and Haley and Haley steinfeld definitely were definitely brought out to put good chemistry in in the, in a couple of scenes and i thought they did a pretty good job voicing the characters Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker was definitely good as well. Jason Schwartzman as a spot, he was <clears throat> spot on voicing this character. And I love it. Even Oscar Isaac's performance as uh, Miguel O'Hara, or should I say Spider-Man 2099, he does a fantastic job too. This is his third Marvel role. He has played three different Marvel characters. He played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Moon Knight in the Moon Knight TV show, and now Miguel O'Hara, aka Spider Man 2099, in Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and of course, although of course Spider Man Into the Spider Verse as well, and he does he does an amazing job voicing uh, Miguel O'Hara, also known as Spider Man 2099. And the story itself, like I said, it is you could definitely say it was it is definitely bloated at times, according to some people, but you know what? The story itself was well worth it. It leaves you on the edge of your seats, wanting more. And I'm glad we got this film. I'm really glad this we got this film. This film took five years to make, but it was well worth the wait. And I can't wait to see what the what the third film will have in store. Once will have in store for us once it comes out on March 29th, 2024. And basically, that's basically it. So, what did you think of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Did you like the film? Did you thought the film was okay? Did you not like the film? Well, I would like to hear your thoughts about this. So, and and by the way, I'm just gonna say I'm, I want to get this out of my system too. This film might get nominated for an Oscar, another Oscar. If Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse gets nominated for an Oscar and wins the Oscar at next year's Academy Awards. If it wins, 
this could be the godfather of animated movies to win to win to win an Oscar. To win an Oscar. Because the and the reason why I'm saying this is because the first two Godfather movies won one best won the Oscars for Best Picture. Like the first two Godfather films won the Oscar for Best Picture. Like the the first two Godfather films took home Best Picture. Imagine if if because they were def, they were the first two installments of the Godfather trilogy. Imagine if if the Spider Verse films, the first two Spider Man, imagine if the second Spider Verse film took home enough took home an Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film. Just just basically like what the first film did. It could be the Godfather of animated movies winning, win winning the Oscar for their for, for the first two installments. I know the the third and fourth Toy Story films also won two Oscars for best animated feature film. I know that for I know that for a fact as well. But the only difference is the 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 last two Toy Story films were the third and fourth installments. The, the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Winning the winning the Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film was the first installment. Imagine across the Spider Verse getting no, getting the nomination and winning that. Imagine if that will happen. I don't know if that will happen, but it is hard to say. But it is hard to say. But we won't know until 2024 it comes in. So so anyway, that wraps up for this episode of that wraps up for this episode for Photo Cinema. So anyway. Anyway, like I said, what do you think of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Do you like the film? Did you not like the film? Did you think the film was okay? I'd like to hear your thoughts. And I'm uh, and I'm looking forward to what Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse will, will look like once it comes out in 2024. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.